Well, hey, how you doing? It's a uh, Monday, March 14th, 2022. Monday, March 14th, 2022. My favorite holiday, in case you didn't figure it out, Pi Day. Because uh, it's, you know, March 14th, 314, uh, which is the first three digits of Pi. Uh, Slava Ukraini. Heroim Slava Shinichi Opir. Uh... And I'm sorry I uh, destroyed your language. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff happened this weekend. Uh, I got a lot of stuff to go over. Uh, it's Most of it's Ukrainian. I, I will point out a couple of quick things. Uh, Liz Cheney is, is starting to uh, uh, run for office. She, it's, it has begun. And she is getting a lot of support from Republicans. Republicans do not want to support a Trump, um, a, 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 a Trump-backed uh, congressperson. And let's not forget, Liz Cheney could be running against Trump for president in a couple of years. She could be, because she is the alternative. And she would do well against Trump. I'm sure of it. She would split the uh, Republican Party very well. And if the Republican Party decided to go with the psycho Trump, there would be a lot of people that would vote Democratic, that would normally vote Republican. So, yeah, that happened. I, I, I also want to mention William Hurt, di- uh, Hurt died. Um, a lot of, lot of great films. Uh, a lot of mediocre films, too. But uh, broadcast news, of course. Uh, one of my favorites of all time, and you really should see this movie if you get a chance. It's just called Sunshine. Okay? So good. Such great sci-fi. Such great cinematography. Really a great movie if you get a chance. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming. Uh, you guys came came around this weekend. I appreciate you listening. It was really nice of you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, if you can, please bring someone with you, with you today or tomorrow. Tell them about me, especially if they're Republican. Tell them that they can argue with me on Twitter. You can tweet to me. Questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. So, what have I told you about parsing of words? What have I told you? Politicians use very specific words for very specific reasons. On Sunday, I was watching Meet the Press. Um, They had uh, on uh, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, he was asked about the MiG-29s. He said... Biden said the cost-benefit analysis did not justify flying fighter planes. Let me say that again. Did not justify flying fighter planes from a U.S. base in Germany into contested airspace in Eastern Europe. But he also directed us to double down on our efforts to get the Ukrainians advanced capabilities that could achieve a similar purpose. First, I got to say, those anti-tank javelin missiles, the, the, the SAGWs, which are the uh, surface-to-air guided w- uh, weapons, have been a game-changer for Ukrainians. Uh, Ukrainians interviewed have been very grateful. Uh, they've taken out, what, 1,600 tanks 
at this point, something like that. It's, a, it's an obscene number. It's a crazy amount of tanks that they've taken out. But I want to talk about what he said about the MiG-29s. Did you notice, did you notice he did, it's how he said it. He did not say, cost-benefit analysis did not justify transferring plane, fighter planes from a U.S. base in Germany to Ukraine. He did not say that. He said, flying, not transferring, specifically. Let's say it again. The analysis did not justify flying fighter planes from a U.S. base in Germany. Nor did he end that with into Ukrainian airspace. He said into contested airspace. Um, in Eastern Europe. Uh, could that mean moving the MiGs by ground to Ukraine where they could take off? Maybe. I don't know. Now Russia was uh, now now Russia was obviously concerned with this. And that's why I believe they bombed that western those western Ukraine air bases. I believe they bombed 3 of them and that one just 15 miles from the Pol uh, uh, Polish border. Uh, he wants to stop planes from taking off if they get trucked in, if those MiGs get trucked in. I believe that's why he bombed those bases. Chief Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said Russian troops launched long-range ballistic missiles Friday at two airfields, not three, uh, in western Ukraine, which could indicate an invasion forces are preparing to push deeper into the re that region of the country. I really don't believe that's the reason. Uh, the Russian defense minister on Friday said it launched missile attacks on military airfields in Luska and Ivano-Fankivsk, which are uh, about 70 and 130 miles from the Polish border, respectively. And then, oh, there was three. And then it was that third air base right next to um, uh, Poland. A Pentagon spokesman said it's unclear whether the Russians struck the two Western Ukraine airfields in response to international attention placed on Poland's offer of MiG-29 fighter jets. But you cannot stop the U.S. from giving a Marston mat for Ukrainians to install. That portable runway we spoke about last week, right? Also, the use of chemical weapons came up and what the U.S., would do if that happened. It was very vague what the response would be, but we may have run out of sanctions, in which case um, there's going to be have to have to be something else. Now, you and I discussed China maybe bailing out Russia, and when Jake Sullivan was asked about it, his words led me to believe that they've conveyed to China that they should not do this because there would be uh, uh, consequences there. But he did not lay out in public what those consequences would be. And we talked about how China bailed them out in 2014, remember? I think things are different now. <clears throat> then there was the uh, former Supreme Allied NATO commander, Admiral James Stadridis, uh, uh, who I believe is Ukrainian who suggested to put in a no-fly zone, but get Ukrainians those planes to enforce it. 
Well, actually, he, he suggested U.S. planes and training them on U.S. planes. That would be out of the question, I'm sure of it. Was he listening to my podcast two week, from two weeks ago when I suggested the same exact thing to, to put up a no-fly zone and have Ukraine enforce it? I guess you and I are the great minds that think alike. Thinking alike, the former Supreme Allied NATO Commander Admiral James Stavridist. Right? We are that smart. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. <clears throat> now uh, Russian MiGs are firing from Russia's own airspace because they're worried they will be shot down by Ukrainians or their own anti-aircraft batteries. You remember, Russian planes and Ukrainian planes are the same planes. Um, could this mean Ukrainian troops may soon start firing into Russia airspace? I'm curious about that. Uh, those arms... <clears throat> we are sending. We're talking about the small arms and javelins and the SAGWs, the surface-to-air guided weapons. Uh, Sergei Rybkov, uh, Russia's deputy foreign minister, told a state television outlet Saturday, we warned the United States that the orchestrated pumping of weapons from a number of countries is not just a dangerous move. It is a move that turns though these convoys into legitimate targets. Now, I'm unsure if he meant they are legitimate targets before they enter Ukraine, which of course would would uh, 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 would launch Article Five of the UN Convention, uh, UN UN rules, whatever they are. Um, Ryabkov added that Moscow emphasized to Washington the consequences of thoughtless transfer to Ukraine of weapons like manned portable air defense systems, anti-tank missile systems, and so on. Because Russia is getting spanked. They're in trouble. Putin is in trouble. At first, what began as a trickle with only two or three planes arriving a day is now a steady flow with 14 loads from one air phone, uh, air, uh, airfield alone. Rybkov's remarks Saturday came after NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg warned that a Russian attack on supply lines of countries providing weapons to Ukraine, to Ukraine, which is not a NATO member, would constitute a dangerous escalation. Suddenly, the tide is turning. Suddenly, NATO is saying, you attack our supply lines. That's a dangerous escalation. You know, Russia's been yelling about dangerous escalations all this time. Now, they're getting the warnings. And that's how it should have been all the time, all along. Stoltenberg said in an interview with CBC News, the Allies are helping Ukraine uphold their, their right to self-defense, which is enshrined in the UN Charter. Charter. Russia is the aggressor. And Ukraine is defending itself. If there is any attack against any NATO country, NATO territory, that will trigger, trigger Article 5. That would indicate to me that a supply line attack would be an escalation to full-on war. World War III. Not quite World War III. Once China gets involved, then it's World War III. And that's why Russia bombed those air bases, I believe, because they don't want arms coming in. Honestly, 
At the beginning of all this, I thought two, three days at most. But what actually stopped that from happening was Twitter, social media, all, all of it posting the truth to Russia's propaganda, uh, propagandist lies. Even though Ukraine was not prepared for what was happening, it has not gone well for Russia. Now Russia's army and air force is flailing, and they are going to China for military support, including drones, and also economic support. According to U.S. officials, the request came after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. One of the officials declined to detail, detail the uh, uh, China's uh, reaction, but indicated that the Chinese have responded. Potential assistance from the Chinese would be a significant development in Russia's invasion. It could upend the, uh, the hold Ukrainian forces still have in the country, as well as provide a counterweight to the harsh sanctions imposed on Russia's economy. Now, they bailed them out in 2014. We don't know if they're going to be able to do it. The political um, negatives may outweigh the positives in this case. I don't know. I don't know what we've been telling China that we're going to do if they, if they decide to help Russia. So I don't know what it could be yet. When asked by CNN about the reporting of Russia's uh, request for military aid, Liu Pengyu, spokesperson for the Chinese embassy in, in the U.S., said in a statement, I've never heard of that. <laughs> You're right. Uh, news of Russia's request comes before the White House National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, will meet with his Chinese counterpart, Yang Jiqi in Rome, in, in Rome today as part of a follow-up conversation to uh, the uh, Biden and, and, and Xi Jinping uh, virtual meeting last uh, November. Jake Sullivan told Dana Bash on CNN State of the Union, we also are watching closely to see the extent to which China actually does provide any form of support, material support or economic support, to Russia. It is a concern of ours. And we have communicated to Beijing that we will not stand by and allow any country to compensate Russia for its losses from the economic sanctions. He said, we will not allow that to go forward and allow there to be a lifeline to Russia from these economic sanctions from any country anywhere in the world. Still, Sullivan said that while the U.S. believes China, in fact, was aware before the invasion took place that Vladimir Putin was planning something, like I said, I mean, we, we, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. We, we know they knew. He said they may not have understood the full extent of it because it's very possible that Putin lied to them the same way that he lied to Europe, uh, Europeans and others. Uh, Sullivan also reiterated comments from uh, Biden earlier this week that Russia would pay a severe price if they chose to use chemical or biological weapons in Ukraine, which is what they are thinking of. Um, adding that Russia's accusations against Ukraine preparing to de deploy chemical weapons is a tell, a tell that they themselves may be preparing to do so themselves and then trying to pin the blame on someone else. That's a classic page out of the Russian playbook. So uh, this is all, oh man, quite telling. <sighs> anyway, 
Uh, Russia plans to enlist fighters from Syria and other Middle Eastern countries to reinforce the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Putin is offering fighters from the Middle East up to $3,000 a month. That, that won't even co- uh, cover most people's rent in Los Angeles. Um, Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin on Friday approved 16,000 volunteers f- from the Middle East to be deployed along his Russian soldiers. I'm guessing that Putin should have second-guessed himself as Russian forces shelled a mosque in the Ukrainian port city of Mariupol on Saturday that was sheltering more than 80 people, including children, and they bombed the mosque. The Ukrainian embassy in Turkey said 86 Turkish nationals, including 34 children, were among those who sought safety in the mosque of Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent, the Magnificent and his wife, Roxolana. Uh, maybe don't bomb mosques if you want help from the Middle East. I, I'm just saying you might want to consider that. According to a senior U.S. Defense Department official, Putin is also planning to recruit from Syria. Uh, The first of uh, um, foreign and U.S. journalists has died in Ukraine. Uh, Award-winning American journalist Brent Renaud uh, was killed by Russian forces in the Ukrainian city of Irpin. Uh, I believe he did some stuff for the New York Times. Uh, in a tweet, Kiev uh, region police identified the man, uh, the dead man, as Renaud, who was 50. Uh, police posted a photo of his body and his American passport as evidence, as well as a photo of an outdated New York Times press badge with Renaud's name. Uh, Andriy Nebitov, the head of the Kiev region police, said in a Facebook post that Russian forces shot Renaud, adding that the occupants cynically kill even journalists of international media who've been trying to tell the truth about atrocities of Russian military in Ukraine. Uh, Nebatov added, of course, journalism carries risks, but the U.S. citizen Brent Renaud paid with his life for an attempt to shed light on how underhand, uh, how underhanded, cruel, and merciless the aggressor is. Renault is the first uh, foreign journalist known to be killed in the war in Ukraine, uh, but a Ukrainian camera operator, uh, uh, camera operator Yevgeny Sakum, uh, was reportedly killed when Kiev's TV tower was shelled earlier this month. Uh, Times Magazine told CNN that Renault was in Ukraine in recent weeks to work on a Time Studios project focused on uh, the global refugee crisis. I guess a documentary uh, type thing. Uh, Arredondo, a Colombian-American photographer, appeared in a social media video from uh, Akhmadit Hospital in Kiev and recounted the shooting. He said he and Renault were driving through a checkpoint in Irpin on the way to film refugees leaving the city when Russian forces opened fire. Uh, moving on, Russia. And Ukraine have started another round of talks. At this point, Putin must be attempted to, attempting to save face. He's not going to admit it yet, I'm sure of it. Uh, the two sides, representatives, are meeting via video conference this morning after, uh, after around 8 Greenwich uh, meantime. Uh, Zelensky said early today, our goal is that in this struggle, in this difficult negotiating work, Ukraine will get the necessary result for peace and, and for security. He said that the aim was to do everything to ensure a meeting of presidents, a meeting that I am sure people are waiting for. In the latest intelligent update on Sunday, the United Kingdom 
the UK's Ministry of Defense and Russia uh, said Russia had established a naval blockade on the Black Sea coast, effectively isolating Ukraine from international maritime uh, trade. Uh, I would think that the Black Sea should remain open. And I'm unsure if naval vessels will ensure that. Uh, the U.S. naval vessels will ensure that. The U.S. had given up part of the Black Sea uh, in recent month, months, but I don't know what will happen in the near future. The International Atomic Energy Agency said on Sunday that Ukraine informed it that power had been restored to the Chernobyl nuclear power plant after a power line was repaired. Uh, Rafael Mariano Grossi, the agent's direct, uh, director general, said that the power was gone for, a few, uh, for four days amid Russia's invasion and that the outage did not result in any major safety issues. Uh, of course, the IAEA still has concern there could be an incident. Uh, the agency statement said earlier today, the Ukrainian regulator informed the IAEA that staff at Chernobyl uh, NPP were no longer carrying out repair and maintenance of safety-related equipment, in part due to their physical and psychological fatigue after working nonstop for nearly three weeks. Uh, there used to be shift changes, but there has not been a shift change since Russia took the plant. So... I'm sure they're very exhausted. <clears throat> Ukraine's Ministry of Defense claimed that Russia is now stockpiling the corpses of Ukrainian soldiers to use in a false flag attack at Chernobyl. In a Facebook post published Friday, the main intelligence directorate of Ukraine's Ministry of Defense said Putin is preparing to launch a terrorist attack at Chernobyl. The post said Russian vehicles traveled around Antonov Airport in Gostomol, rounding up dead Ukrainian soldiers to use in this false flag. So there is a concern about Chernobyl. A lot of concerns about Chernobyl. Uh, the, the, the newer power plant, uh, the one in, the, the biggest one in Europe that they've taken control of, is much, it's completely different from Chernobyl. And it's much safer. I mean, you can fly a plane into that, uh, into one of those towers, and it would be fine. I mean, it would have to be repaired, but it would be fine. Still, there's concern about that power plant, but Chernobyl is old. It's an old structure. It's an old design, and there's much more uh, concern about damage, direct damage by Russian troops, and then blaming it on Ukraine. Because, of course, um, radiation would go towards Russia, most likely. You know that, right? Russian troops kidnapped and detained Mayor uh, Melitopol, Ivan, the mayor of Ivan Fe uh, Fedorov, on Friday after they occupied the city. Uh, they replaced him with uh, Galina Danilchenko, uh, the newly installed mayor of the Ukrainian city occupied the Russian forces, said the city and surrounding region would start broadcasting Russian TV channels. Uh, Danilchenko said on Sunday that Russian TV was now broadcasting across the region. Uh, Russian TV has heavily censored Russia's invasion of Ukraine, as we know, as we've talked about. Uh, Danilchenko said, today we are experiencing an acute lack of authentic information. Ha! 
many true. <laughs> uh, because of that, from today on the territory of Melitopol and Melitopol region starts a digital broadcast of Russian TV channels. So you should probably reconfigure your receivers to obtain reliable information. <laughs> he is saying that, but what's funny is people should reconfigure it so they're not listening to Russia. <laughs> um, the Ukrainian foreign uh, affairs minister said Russian forces have abducted a second Ukrainian mayor, this time targeting the leader of the southern town of Dnipronrudne. Uh, uh, the abduction comes after the Russians... Uh, it sounded like I was speaking backwards. Uh, the abduction comes after the Russians kidnapped Mayor uh, Ivan Fedorov in the city, uh, city of uh, Melitopol and installed an acting mayor, that acting mayor. Uh, Foreign Affairs Minister uh, Dmitry uh, Kaleba. 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 Kaleba? Kaleba. Kaleba. Said in a tweet today, uh, Russian war criminals abducted another democratic, uh, democratically elected Ukrainian mayor, uh, head of Dniproprorudny, uh, uh, Jevin Matveyev. Uh, getting zero local support, invaders turn to terror. Uh, Kiev Mayor Vitaly Klitschko told CNN on Sunday that the kidnappings make him worry that he will be a target of a similar abduction. Right now, it's every Ukrainian is a target. Every Ukrainian. And Russians uh, uh, told it's not a war against civilian. Every mayor, uh, Kitschiko, said it's a war against the whole population. Now, of course, that was broken English. I read it verbatim, but... You're going to have to infer your own ideas on what he said. And you're also going to have to infer your own ideas on how to pronounce his name. Because I don't think I pronounce anybody's uh, Ukrainian or Russian name in this correctly. Uh, Russia's finance minister has admitted that the country can't use nearly half of its foreign exchange reserves, which are seen as a crucial tool for countering Western economic sanctions. Uh, in an interview with Russian state television Sunday, Anton Siluanov said Russia held about $640 billion in foreign reserves, and about $300 million of that amount was frozen under sanctions imposed by the U.S., Europe, and other Western nations. Oops! Uh, UK housing minister? I, I mean, how long before they run out of money to uh, pay their troops? And they're paying them the ruble. I mean, it's worthless. Right? Uh, UK, UK housing minister Michael Gove said he wants to explore the idea of using the properties of a sanctioned Russian oligarchs uh, to house refugees fleeing Ukraine. Uh, Gove told BBC... T this is cool. This would, this would be absolutely cool. Uh, Gove told BBC Television t uh, yesterday, I want to explore an option which would allow us to use the homes and properties of sanctioned individuals for as long as they are sanctioned for humanitarian and other purposes. There is quite a high legal bar to cross, and we're not talking about permanent confiscation, but we are saying you're sanctioned, you're supporting Putin, this home is here. You have no right to use or profit from it. And if we can use it in order to help others, let's do that. 
And boy, would Russia hate everybody going into their homes and just living there. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh, Facebook and Twitter have been banned in Russia, as you know. Uh, now, young hot girl influencers are in tears. Their Insta has been banned. Instagram. Uh, reality TV star Olga uh, Bazova. Olga Bazova. Uh, cried while saying goodbye to her 23.3 million followers on Instagram. She posted a nearly seven-minute video on Sunday of herself sobbing over the impending loss of her audience. Oh, my heart bleeds. I am not, a, she said, I am not afraid of admitting that I do not want to lose you, she said in Russian. Uh, I do not know what the future holds. I don't know. Also, the newly sanctioned, uh, uh, the, new, the newly sanctioned, includes the family of Dmitry Peskov, a longtime spokesperson for the uh, Russian president uh, Putin. Peskov's 24-year-old daughter was a, has a large Instagram following of 250,000. She posts mainly about uh, whining, dining, and fitness. Uh, you probably saw a recent news article uh, uh, somewhere where she uh, 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 she posted a story, but then deleted it, where she said no to war. Uh, it was either a story or a picture where she held up a sign. I'm not sure what it was, but I remember the story from uh, last week. So some serious politics are going on behind the scenes when it comes to Saudi Arabia. Okay. Uh, Biden announced uh, last, remember, Saudi Arabia is on the outs with the U.S., but of course they have oil, so not everything is as it appears. Uh, Biden announced last September an order demanding that the FBI release declassified documents regarding the 9-11 attacks. The 700 documents, including more than 2,700 pages that the FBI has released so far in accordance with the executive action, confirmed that core elements of the Saudi government, including the Ministry of Islamic Affairs, were deeply inter uh, intertwined with al-Qaeda in the decade leading up to the 9-11 uh, attacks and provided al-Qaeda with crucial support that enabled them to plan and carry out uh, the 9-11 mission. The 9-11 Commission found no evidence that Saudi Arabia funded al-Qaeda, but did not conclude whether individual government officials may have provided support to the group led by uh, Osama bin Laden. Uh, the documents released since September showed at least two of the attackers, attackers received support from Saudi a Saudi diplomat, and a government employee. Now White House advisors are reportedly considering arranging a trip to Saudi Arabia where the president would talk with officials about ramping up output to help, to help ease prices of uh, gas prices that have risen uh, following Russia's attack of Ukraine. This will show Biden groveling while Saudi Arabia already has a deal with Russia, Right. Uh, conspicuously, the D DOJ, the Department of Justice, announced it would miss a deadline for releasing some of those declassified documents about the 9-11 attacks. The U.S. Department of Justice announced it would miss the six-month deadline set by the president in September for releasing the documents. In a legal filing, the department said last Thursday, just four or five days ago, five days ago, it, that it would release most of the documents by mid-March, but some would not be made available until mid-April. 
We wouldn't want to release those documents while groveling to Saudi Arabia. This is all politics, you can be damn sure. Moving on. Uh, how can one teenager change the world? How? Think about it. A few months ago, there was a story, and I remember this story. I think I, I think I might have talked about it briefly on one day. A few months ago, there was a story about a teenager who was tracking Elon Musk's jet, uh, Jack Sweeney. A freshman at the University of Central Florida started a Twitter account called Elon Jet and had been tracking a Gulfstream G650 ER that he identified as uh, Musk's private jet and and uh, was posting maps of its whereabouts on uh, his popular tweety, uh, Twitter account since June 2020. So Musk actually tried to pay him off to stop him. Musk DM'd him and offered $5,000 to take down the Twitter account. He said no. And he countered with, I think, $50,000 and he wanted uh, a, um, a a a $40,000 uh, Tesla. <laughs> so anyway, but he said no. He ended up saying no. Once the war broke out, um, he wanted to help. So he started tracking Russian oligarch jets. Now it's gotten political. Sweeney has sub- subsequently tracked and published locations of Russian oligarch jets, jets following the Ukraine invasion. He has also started a Russian yachts tracker, although it's not yet automated. Following Jack Sweeney, social media accounts have sprung up to follow the movements of luxurious yachts and planes and keep track of which ones have been frozen or taken into possession by governments. Now, there has always been a website that track, tracked uh, billionaire uh, yachts. You know, there, there's yacht nuts out there. Anyway, but wait, there's more. Act now, and there's more. Uh, Greenpeace, UK. Greenpeace UK on Friday began identifying, tracking, and publishing the location of Russia-flagged ships transporting fossil fuels following Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, now, this, this, they did this because of this teenage, teenage freshman at the University of Florida, Jack Sweeney. They said, if he can do it, we can do it. So they're doing it. <laughs> uh, the, uh, um, the Green Group, Greenpeace. Um, says it has identified at least 148 Russian oil and gas supertankers since February 24th when Ukraine was invaded and has published a Russian tanker tracker on Twitter. Rosie Rogers, head of the energy at Greenpeace UK, said in a statement, the huge number of tankers crisscrossing our seas loaded with Russian oil and gas is a tangible sign of our dependence on fossil fuels and proof that it is the biggest contribution to Putin's war chest. Last week, Greenpeace activists confronted a Russian uh, liquid natural gas tanker at sea after union dock workers refused to unload it at Isle of Grain in the United Kingdom. Greenpeace taking orders from a teenager. That's kind of cool. That's it. Thanks for listening. Oh, man. I I swear I tried to make it under 30 minutes. I'm so sorry. Because I know you had that 41-minute story on Friday. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, I'll have more stuff tomorrow about the United States. I'm sorry. There's just so much that happened this weekend. So much that happened. Um, Thanks for listening. Monday, March 14th, 2022. Monday, March 14th, 2022. 
I, man, I truly appreciate you coming every day. Thank you so much. It's really nice of you. Uh, if you can, bring someone with you today or, or maybe tomorrow or this week or whenever. Uh, tell them to check me out. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast, those four words. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, and, uh, you know, tell your friends, you know, they can tweet to me questions or insights or fights, or they can ask me questions. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of stories that I don't do because there's just so much going on right now. Uh, but you can ask me about it at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember. Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.